Welcome back to the Kaiku Podcast. Chris is with me. Hello. And special guest with us is Ruby. Say hello, Ruby. Hey, it's me. I'm Ruby. Hello. I'm here. <laughs> and today we are here to talk about uh, writing bean and the, just the the like 45 minute one. There, there was a, a second episode that was kickstarted recently, right? Yeah, that hasn't actually come out yet, though, okay. right? That, that comes yeah. out next year. Yeah, so we're we're going to not podcast on the second one that's not out yet. And we'll uh, also talk about the Dark Tournament arc of Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, but first is Writing Bane. This was my first time watching it. Uh, Ruby, Chris, you are like grizzled veterans of the, the Writing Bane lore. <laughs> um, I am I, I've seen it a few times, but please, Ruby, it's all yours. I've seen it quite a few times. I've read the Writing Bane manga. I've read the volume of Gunsmith Cat's Burst that is basically a remake of Writing Bean. I like Writing Bean. You uh, you used to be very deeply associated with Bean on the Twitter. Um, I don't remember if you still had the same Twitter handle or if you had changed that. My but... Twitter handle is a constant. My avatar is no longer. Okay. But my avatar has been picked up by some manga podcast or blog or something, and they are using it now. Yeah, it by, throws uh, me off constantly. By Brainchild's blog. Uh, the first time I saw that, I was like, "Wait, that's not that's not Ruby." <laughs> uh, but how did how did you come across uh, writing being Ruby? Uh, you seem to have been associated with it for a long time. Uh, I heard about it on Anime World Order. I watched it. I liked it a lot, and I kept watching it, and I kept showing it to people. And that's about it. <laughs> Chris, what about you? <laughs> Um, actually, it's kind of the same story. I heard the Anime World Order podcast episode on it, and Animego at the time was doing like this insane, like everything we have is seven dollars. <laughs> so that's that's how I bought um, all of uh, You're Under Arrest and Ursa Yatsura, and I picked up a bunch of their OVAs, including Writing Bean, and I watched it, and I really liked it. Um, I had actually did not know that Riding Bean was associated with Gunsmith Cats. I've been a fan of Gunsmith Cats since like 2001, 2000. That was one of the very first uh, non-Dragon Ball anime I watched. Um, so then watching Riding Bean and finding out, you know, and actually paying attention to who made it and being like, oh, wow, so this was like the prototype for Gunsmith Cats. I think he made the smarter decision. Dumping Bean is the main character because I really, really like Gunsmith Cats. Um, but Bean is super cool um, as well. And I picked up the Gunsmith Cats manga that I also was not aware had been released in America after watching uh, the Riding Bean OVA. And yep, Bean Bean's all up in that too. And it's just this big, wonderful, wonderful franchise. So the manga has been released here as well. Yes, for Gunsmith Cats. Oh, okay. The, the writing, writing Bean, Bean manga, the Writing Bean manga was like the one shot that's included in the the new fancy shiny Blu-ray that Animego released. 
Um, Writing Bean, it was just an OVA. There wasn't a manga beforehand. He did that one-shot manga after the OVA, if I remember correctly. It was Uh, actually a couple chapters. It wasn't just... It wasn't intended to be a one-shot, but then the magazine it was in was canceled. But that's that's included with the, the the new shiny Blu-ray. I don't think that was ever released legally before. I could nope. be wrong. No, okay. that's in. It was released in like volume four or five of the Gunsmith Cats omnibuses that Dark House, of course, put out. Okay. Okay. That's weird. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I had never seen Writing Me before this. I have learned of this like. Ragging Bean universe, I guess. Uh, I think that's probably not the right way to put it, since uh, it seems like Gunsmith Gax is a larger part of this. I, I would say that that is more accurate, yeah. But in any case, uh, so we, we've talked, you know, a couple minutes about this, but what, what, is, this, uh, what is this OVA about, Chris? You want to do the thing? Sure. This, this OVA is about a driver. Um, he's played by Ryan Gosling. He, um, his whole job is he just he's the driver. You're committing a crime. He will get you where you need to go. You pay the money. No questions asked. Oh, sorry. Um, that's literally basic premise, but I'm also describing my favorite movie. Um, so in the course of this, um, being, the the, yeah, he, he calls himself a courier. Uh, so he will transport people, packages, presumably drugs. Um, he's a underground. He's an underground Chicago person who's been chased by the cops for years and years one night during a a job there's a a couple of robbers and it's kind of a botched robbery Uh, but it leads into this big kidnapping scheme where the daughter and the actual super rich billionaire have been kidnapped and are being extorted for money and the robbers are then trying to frame bean for uh for the whole thing so that they can use it as a distraction to get out of town. Little did they know that Bean has um, bulletproof clothing and a bulletproof car that can drive sideways, and he's coming to <laughs> fuck them up. Um, it's a really simple um, It's a really simple story. It's just a single 45-minute OVA. Um, I think it is perfectly paced for what it is, uh, but that's just the gist of it. He is... The guy who's going to get the job done and out to clear his name from a frame up. I don't. I don't know. There's not too much else to talk about what it's about. It's very straightforward, late '80s action OVA with gorgeous, gorgeous animation, and it's very violent at the beginning. It's one thing I think I keep forgetting about is how gory and late '80s uh, hey, violent it is. <laughs> and Krug, there's just like a naked lady running around with him. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Ruby, what were your first, second, 15th impressions on watching the OAV? Uh, first impression, like, someone gets killed very violently in the first few, like, seconds, and then the whole thing is not really like that. No. <laughs> not but at all. But it's so gruesome, like, the one person that gets their head blown off with a shotgun, you're like, Jesus! And beyond that? Uh, it's rad, it's like, like an 80s Hollywood action movie, more so than any anime I usually watch, uh... I don't know, it's hard to remember my initial impressions, because I've always just... I have loved it since I watched it. It's just good. It's a great time. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's basically what I thought as well. Like, hard Comfort to... Food. Hard to articulate thoughts on it, besides, like, this was awesome. Uh, it probably takes a, a couple more viewings of it to, like, really dig into why it's awesome. But it reminds me... This is uh, probably an imperfect comparison, but it reminds me of, like, 
watching John Wick and like the excitement of that. I, I can buy that. Yeah. I've never seen John Wick. Oh, you need to watch John Wick. I know. It's so good. But I have writing being. Why do I need John Wick? Because <laughs> <laughs> writing being doesn't have Keanu Reeves. He has Ryan Gosling. Chris Gessett. <laughs> no, like, this this OVA, it's... The, thi- the thing that I think makes it work so well is it's also patently ridiculous. Like, everything about it is so outlandish in the way that only anime can be. Like, I can... I could see some people putting this up with, like, quote-unquote, bad, good anime, and they would be wrong. This is just mm, good. Yeah. But it's it's got that level of ridiculousness that you would expect from the, quote-unquote, like, legendary bad anime like Mad Bull or something like that. It's just insane, but it's actually really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the, those people, I feel like, would complain about the lack of story, but the story of... If, if we go back to the John Wick comparison, the story of John Wick is, like, these people kill his dog, so he's gonna fuck them up. <laughs> the story of this is, like, he's literally being blackmailed... Not blackmailed, but framed for kidnapping, so he's gonna, he's gonna fuck go them fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's arguably more substance in Riding Man than there was John Wick. <laughs> I wouldn't make the argument, but, you know, it could happen. And one thing that I also think is really neat is um, his partner, girlfriend, live-in person is Rally Vincent, who is the main character of Gunsmith Cats, but completely reworked in Gunsmith Cats. So so you, if you watch this, you're like, that's, that's not... If you watch this after Gunsmith Cats, like me, you're like, that is not Rally Vincent, and... What have they done to my poor, my precious person? Uh, but she is arguably more awesome in writing Bean because of her association with Bean. Because everything Bean touches just seems to be cool. Um, so her being in the same story as Bean makes her just as cool. Um, and you can see the one of the the villains, the really unacceptably young girl uh, who is like the sex toy of the main villain. She's definitely 18. <laughs> definitely 18. Uh, but you can see that she's basically a prototype for Minnie Mae uh, for Gunsmith Cats. So I just I just think it's really neat to, to take it in that context. It's this own self-contained thing that something else grew out of and uh, comparing and contrasting what uh, how Kenichi Sonoda approached uh, the different properties, but Bean is the same no matter what. Bean is Bean. He was like perfected out the gate, so there was no need to muck with him. But they did muck with him in the manga. Not too much. I, I, didn't, I, haven't, read is... I haven't read Burst yet, so I don't know how much they they mucked with him. But it, his design in the manga is very different. Like his hair is smooth back. He doesn't have the bandana. It's not until like in Burst where his character design just kind of morphs back into the OVA design. Yeah. He looks a lot different. Are you saying that uh, Bean basically looks like Yusuke, hair slicked back, no, <laughs> no bandana? Uh, <laughs> no, I think he still looks like Bean, but he's got a different hairstyle, but he's still got the same, like, bone structure. It still looks like him. Oh, yeah. He's recognizable, but he's... Uh, there was some kind of rights thing, I believe, where they couldn't be exactly the same. I could be pulling that out of my ass, but... I thought there was some kind of praise thing going on, and that's why he didn't morph back into being proper until much later. But I didn't have time to research that. I'm sorry. It's okay. We're not very. We're not high on research, as the last episode might have told you. Oh Jesus! 
I was trying to read through all the rest of the Gunsmith Cats manga because um, I have it all. But then I moved, and life has not been the same since, and I don't have easy access to all of my books. So I just kind of gave up on that endeavor. Is Gunsmith Cats out of print? Uh, I think it is, but you can easily get it except for Volume 1. Oh, of course. Um, I was able to. F- I, I, I found a copy of Volume One for not not that much a few years ago, but uh, yeah, I think the rest of it is relatively easy to get. The anime is uh, on Animego's website. out of print. Well, it's on Animego's website since they did the Kickstarter, so you can like add on to that. <sighs> Shit, that's right. That's right. Animego re- is finally re- rescued the Gunsmith Cats OVA. I yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> Did you, I'm sure you backed the Kickstarter and you just forgot I about it. I probably did. I had to have. I would be so upset if I did not. <laughs> well, if you didn't, there, there's a link on their website. You can you can uh, add to the Kickstarter. Well, not, not add to it, but you know, you can get a disc. The Gunsmith Cats OVA is perfection. Yep. We're talking about writing Bean. Ruby, you haven't said a whole lot more. I'm sorry. I, was, I picked up a volume of the manga and I was paging through it right now, trying to find stuff. I don't know. I'm bad at saying stuff. Why do you put me on a podcast, Corey? Because we love you being here. I have all these thoughts on writing Beam, but I don't know the words because I'm not good at this. So has anyone here actually watched the subtitled version of writing Beam? Because I've only ever watched the absolutely amazing dub, which the dub is amazing, by the way. Anyone who watches writing Beam must watch the dub. I have watched it sub, but I only like the dub. I don't remember the original. It takes yeah. it takes place in Detroit. You have to watch it. In it English. takes place in Chicago. Chicago. Sold. I'm Chicago. sorry. I'm. I don't know anything about American uh, <laughs> cities. Uh, no, we watch Kick Subs because they're gonna hate subs. So I'm not allowed to watch them anymore. <laughs> but did you watch the dub later? No, we we watched it like two hours ago. Oh, I I told you yesterday. I was like, you have to watch the dub. I know, but I'm not allowed to. Dana, you make me weep. So how how was the subtitled version, Corey? I liked it a lot. Uh, I obviously have nothing to compare it against. And then uh, this uh, this these discs, the, the the Kickstarter discs, have colored subtitles. So like when someone's talking and then someone else is talking, you can actually tell a difference between those. Besides like sometimes they have hyphens in front of them. But you could hear Percy's voice in English and instantly know who's talking. <laughs> that dude is yelling all the time. That was the it's, cop, right? Yeah. So what is what is his like? His voice like in the Japanese? Because the, the character animation, it's obviously like his mouth is opening a million miles wide. So that's why in the English dub, he's just yelling nonstop. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think like anybody was particularly uh standout out in the in the sub um yeah he just kind of sounded like a, a japanese dude who was angry and yelling uh megumi hayashibara plays carrie though which i'm sure people recognize that name it's the only name i recognize reading through the names of uh the subtitle uh version the japanese version i guess i should say oh you know what we haven't talked about yet is the like ridiculous 80s music in this whoa 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 sorry Start over and just say, you know what we haven't talked about yet? The 80s music in this. There's nothing ridiculous about that soundtrack. That soundtrack is golden. Oh, no, I loved it. Uh, <laughs> but I mean ridiculous in the, it was, like, aggressively 80s. 
<laughs> it's not quite as aggressively 80s as uh, Bubblegum Crisis, but yes. Oh, okay. I haven't watched Bubblegum Crisis yet. <laughs> oh, you are in for a treat. <laughs> it reminded me of uh, whatever that movie you sent me was that was like 30 minutes and really 80s. Kung Fury? Yeah, probably. No, I, re- I really like the music on this. The, the soundtrack is, is really good. I still uh, jam out to the soundtrack to this day. Yeah. Well, I don't do that, but uh, I because I've only just watched the movie. But I will definitely do that in the future. The uh, the dude who composed the soundtrack is named David Garfield. He's worked with Cher, Spinal Tap, uh, performed with Michael Bolton. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for the listeners out there, unless Corey corrects me, the the these songs are actually in English, whether you're listening to the dub or the sub. They yeah, didn't. I'm they pretty didn't sure read... they were in English. Yeah, I they couldn't didn't really tell. They're like too background noisy. Yeah, because Animago, when they did Bubblegum Crisis, they redid all the songs in English. But so, so one would be, you know, want to think they did the same thing for Riding Bean. But no, I think those songs are actually originally done in English. Yeah, yeah, man, that was a good soundtrack. I think Dana hated it. But. They're all obviously about. They were obviously made for this because they are clearly about Bean. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find this ragging being soundtrack so I can just listen to it on the road or whatever. Um, but does any, before we uh, close this section now, does anyone have any closing thoughts on, on writing Bean? Uh, just watch it. It's good. I'm glad we kept this under the length of the entire OVA, like other <laughs> podcasts fail to do. Because you could just go watch it. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, the, the first time you see Bean get shot up with a machine gun and he just lifts up his coat and yeah. the bullets just fall off. You're kind of caught off guard, but it really works in in the universe of the OVA, and it's so much fun. I I, I love it to pieces, and please watch watch the dub. It's one of the best dubs. The Praise be Animago for re- rescuing this from their own their own vault. Yeah, there's a, a great idea of being as like a figure of immortality rather than uh, a human being in the, in the OVA, and it's just great. Like, watch it. It'll, you'll, you'll love it, probably. I'm sorry, this is, like, my definitive, like, 80s-era OVA, anime OVA, so... High praise. Let's watch it. Yeah, well, uh, with that, we will take a break, and then we'll be back to talk about the Dark Tournament. We are back, and we're here to talk about the Dark Tournament. Um, Dawn has unfortunately, or is unfortunately unable to join us. Uh, she has prior commitments, but Chris, Ruby, and I are still here from the Ragging Bean segment to give you all of your Yu Yu show knowledge. So Chris, this is usually the part where I'm like, what's the Dark Tournament about? But uh, it's, it's not really about much. Uh, it's basically the Tagoro after uh, faking his death in Kurukane's mansion, has come back to life because he faked his death. Uh, now he's forcing Yusuke into this tournament to the death, and then uh, he fights a bunch of stuff, and that's it. Uh, it, is a, it is a tournament. Yeah. Anything else to add to that plot description? 
It is 42 fucking episodes long. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the manga version is also pretty long. Uh, it runs from uh, somewhere in the middle of volume 6 to somewhere in the middle of volume 13. Uh, and this is a 19-volume series. Wow. No, I, the only other like plot things to add in there is over the course of everybody fighting um, over and over and over again, uh, you get backstory on Genkai and Toguro. Uh, you learn some of the more secrets of Yusuke's spirit powers or whatever. Um, but it's it's 42 episodes of, of people beating each other up. You see Karama's all-important Demon Fox version. Yeah. Right, see, he is Dragon. His Dragon. Dragon of the Darkness Flame. Uh, they call it something else in the manga, though. It was a less cool name. <laughs> Spying Dick. Chow Destruction Dragon or something? Mm, no. It was, like, less cool than that. <laughs> Dark Dragon Who Eats People. Oh, wait. I passed it already. Uh, let's see. He calls it Black Dragon Hellfire. Yeah, it's not as cool. <laughs> hey, Dragon of the Darkness Flame is the dub name. Did you watch this dubbed? I have only watched this dub. You were allowed to watch this dubbed? No, yeah, you watched it before I uh, met Dana. <laughs> <laughs> so you can never watch it dubbed again yes which I think is actually pretty okay so I've only ever watched Yu Yu Hakusho dubbed before as well um, it's a really good dub uh, but for for this series of episodes I'm watching it subtitled and yeah no the original Japanese version is really really fucking good as much as I love the dub like the, I'm, I'm really jamming out to the sub yeah, I actually watched the the movies subbed at one point because the dub was terrible on both of the movies. It's a different <laughs> dub for both of the movies, of course. Besides <laughs> uh, that, yeah, I've only watched the dub. Um, but for this podcast, I read I read the manga because uh, I haven't read the manga for a while. But I watched the anime about like five or six times, probably. But uh, what were, what were your two first impressions of the Dark Tournament? Ruby, please. Oh my gosh, it's hard to remember where I was at that point. I first saw Yu Yu Hakusho on Toonami, uh, whenever that was it aired. I think I still thought tournament arcs were cool at that point. I don't think I was in my tournament arcs are lame phase yet. Tournament arcs are cool. This one's I know that long, now. But still I cool. know that now. <laughs> you go through those those crazy teenage years where you think you're too good for tournaments. And then you watch Naruto tuning exams, and then you're like, yeah! Uh, <laughs> uh, the Dark Tournament is like there are some pretty shitty tournament arcs out there. Dark Tournament is a real good one. In fact, there's shitty ones in Yu Yu Hakusho. This is a quality. Yeah, Chris, what about you? Um, I I didn't like it. Um, for the longest time, I didn't like it, and I um still I like it a little bit more now. Uh, but I'm still not super keen on it. Um, and so when I had, was first watching it, I was uh, I didn't watch Toonami or anything. I was buying the DVDs um, that Funimation was releasing as they were uh, first coming out. I actually dropped the series after three discs of the Dark Tournament arc and said, you know what? Let me wait for the box sets because I just I can't keep watching just like three episodes because nothing happens. <laughs> it's just fighting, and I was I just was miserable so after three discs maybe you know 12 13 episodes i was like i'll wait for the box sets uh then it took them like two years to finally put out the box set by that time i think 
it had probably aired on Toonami. Um, and the box set was prohibitively expensive for me because this was way back in the day. So all I did was take the like nine DVDs and shove them in a box and charged oh. you $190 for it. Um, so I still didn't pick it back up until the late 2000s, maybe 2007, 2008, when they re-released the series in those uh, two-disc sets. Um, so I picked that up and I was able to, to just plow through it. And I, I think a lot of the fights are really cool. They got a lot of really interesting characters, but it's just fighting and um, it doesn't really do anything for the story. And it just is a slog for me until you get three quarters of the way through and then there is story. And then I really like the last, the, 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 the final battle with the Togro brothers, because now there's stakes and emotion and you give a shit but all of it up until the break when Yusuke goes off on his pilgrimage to go meditate in a cave, I just have the hardest goddamn time with it. Even though it is really cool, ugh, I am sorry that I am such a downer for this arc. It is a lot of fighting. I get it. I get it. Every round of the tournament, I think they add like a neat gimmick to it or a different spin on it to make it a little more interesting. Also, I usually watch this arc while I'm playing World of Warcraft or something. So there you go. I mean, like, yeah, all the gimmicks and all the like neat things—they are really, really cool. But I, I, I don't even like the Frieza fighting arc once Goku and Frieza actually start fighting in Dragon Ball Z because it just goes on for so damn long, and it's just people punching each other. No matter, you know, you get the gimmick, you get the character, you're locked in, and then you watch them beat each other up for two episodes each yeah that's how it works every uh, punch is a metaphor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i also watched this on Konami. uh i don't ever recall watching the last two girl fight uh when i was watching on Konami. so like i saw everything up to that point like several times um but I liked it a lot because I was, you know, a teenager and fighting is cool. But, like, rereading it now, I just kind of get the same fighting is cool excitement. Chris is right, there's not really much substance to it until the last uh, the last quarter or so. Um, but besides that, it's just kind of uh, a bunch of fighting. And I'm for it. Uh, is, is there, was there ever any, any, uh, any favorite fights or uh, any, like, hated fights? Uh, I really, I don't remember which team it is, but there is a point where Genkai has to fight basically an entire team on her own, like consistently one after another. That's really good. Anything with Genkai is very good. Um, if we had recorded this podcast when I had rewatched it um, back in March, I might be able to answer the question very well. This is March. It is. Yes. Oh, I thought it was uh, the last day of September. No. It's March of 2016. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like when this rewatch, um, going through it, uh, subtitle for the first time, I actually did like a lot of the fights a ton more uh, than I did before. So I'm, I'm I'm not as down on it as I used to be, but I still really like the uh, not quite Australian Australian knife fight dude, <laughs> the dr the drug mm. guy, too, um, and. Uh, where where Kurama turns into Yoko Kurama, that's that's a really cool sequence in a very boring and terrible fight. Uh, but that's a mm. really cool the 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 whole bit where he turns into Yoko Kurama, 
with the backstory and then just like murders the dude. I no, think that's awesome. He doesn't actually murder the dude. <laughs> no. No. Uh, so the the fight, I believe that Ruby, the fight you're talking about, is the same one that Chris is talking about. They're named uh, something that I already forget. They're they're named the ninjas. No, that that's a different one. Uh, Genkaigen actually fight in the ninja fight. They're they're called the fractured fairy tales in uh, in the manga. I forget what their dub name is, but I believe they just use like the Japanese name because that's cool. And so when when Kurama fought Yuri Otogi, he just like released his like random box of mist stuff, and then uh, Shishi Wakamaru like threw his sword through there because he didn't want to give away any secrets, uh, which he was obviously about to do. And then uh, after that, Genkai came back and uh, fought Shishi and, and the leader who was uh, named Suzaku. No, Suzaku's the bird guy from the last arc. Suzuki. 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 That's right. So it, it was named Suzuka in the dub, but it was named Suzuki in, in the subtitled version. That's and, right. And they wanted to change the name because Suzuki is a car and they wanted to make toys for it. Right. <laughs> mm. Uh, but other than that, I love the, uh, the the final Taguro fight. I think that that's that's the hallmark. Um, it's also the longest fight. It's like six episodes. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, just, that, just that the Yusuke great. fight is like a full volume. I think that's the most boring fight. That's the one where it turns into Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and just constantly Taguro saying, I'm using... 80% of my power, I'm using 90% of my power, I'm using 120% of my power. But he becomes he more to shoot physically bigger and bigger blasts. They, they do not do that in the manga, by the way. Um, <laughs> he just kind of goes up to goes up to Eiji, Kigoro goes, and then uh, fights Yusuke, like, completely destroys him, fake kills Kuwabara, and then uh, he goes straight up to... Oh, wait, no, he goes up to 100, then fake kills Kuwabara, and then Yusuke, like, destroys Kigoro. But, you know... Does Yusuke have to remove his like weighted training clothing? Yeah, he in the manga that he got from Piccolo. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> not from Piccolo. Uh, honestly, right now I'm looking through the list of the episodes, trying not to read the synopsis of everyone because then I'll never be able to say anything. But I, I don't remember most of the other fights. Uh, I could name them all for you right now if you'd like. No, that's fine. It probably won't even click in my brain which ones they are. Name just, all the ones just... that uh, Kuwabara actually won. <laughs> uh, leave my baby alone. You, think. you leave my baby boy alone. I, I love Kuwabara, but he got smashed a lot, a I lot more than Kuwabara, I remembered. Uh, only won two matches in the entire dark tournament. Poor Kuwabara. They're good wins, mostly. Yeah. So I guess one was like not not really a win. The elder Kigoro just gave up. Essentially, he was cheating. He hid in the ground and just popped out in the next fight. Yeah. But then the younger cure was pissed. Just killed him. Or did he? We'll find out. <laughs> on the next arc of Yu-Hawk show. Um, but yeah, there's not there's not really much to talk about in the Gark tournament. I like a lot of these these fights. Like, the Yusuke Gen one was just very fun. Uh, Toya was, like, an interesting character in all of the, like, probably 20 minutes of screen time total he gets. Who was he again? He was the ice guy. Uh, sure, he was interesting, I guess. Ice guy that fought, fought Karama. He is, uh, very interesting looked, in honor. He looks like he'd be a good character in a fighting game. Yeah, he probably would be. I would play a Yu Hakusho fighting game. There was one, I'm pretty sure. Oh. I like the original PlayStation or Dreamcast or something, right? Mm. It was crazy old. I would play that. 
Yeah, see, see, the the problem that we're we're having, like, really, some like I know so many people. They say the dark tournament is their favorite part of Yu Yu Hakusho, and it's like it's the longest arc. It's forty one episodes long, forty two episodes long, and unless you sit here and talk about each individual fight and basically break down every single episode, there's nothing to to discuss, um, and that's really what what eats me is I feel like I feel like when I'm watching it I think that's cool but none of it matters and I don't care and that really kind of breaks my heart yeah it was a really good fit on Toonami where you get one episode every day you come back the next day for the next one it was a great fit for that format but it's kind of it's the week it mm, I like it but it's not my favorite arc yeah yeah. Uh, does anyone have any closing thoughts on the Dark Tournament arc of Yu Hakusho? Uh, I still like it a lot, even though it is sometimes it's log, but like it just brings me back to what got me into anime in the first place. So it, it will always be enjoyable to me. It is great background noise while you're playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like I like it a lot more this time around. Um, there's a lot to like um, from most of it, but. If you're if you're not into just people punching each other, I think because the series isn't just people punching each other, and it's 112 episodes, and you sit here for almost half of that watching tournament arcs, I think that's the biggest detriment. Is if it was if the series was frameworked to be like a constant series of tournaments, this would be pretty stellar. Yeah, it kind of is. Like, there's four tournaments in you hug show. The the other three all what I guess you know I, something about the Genkai uh, competition. This is, this is the only mean, good tournament in the show. See, I really like the Genkai competition, like we discussed last time. That was a whole year ago. I don't remember what happened then. <laughs> I really like the Genkai competition. Um, the other tournaments and the <clears throat> very very end of the series. We'll speak of that. Well, I like the end of the series. Check yourself, Chris. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean there there's some stuff to to chew on in here, uh, but like mostly it's just rehashing what we already know. Like the Ichigaki fight is just like, yeah, Kubar is not gonna stand for that shit. Of course, that's going to happen. Like every other every fight with Karama is like, of course he's going to outsmart his opponent somehow, but still miraculously lose somehow. Every fight with Hiei is gonna be. Just gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shinbo did some of the key animation for uh, EA's fight with Bui, didn't he? Yeah, that's the really good one. But yeah. I think he worked on all of his fights in this arc. Oh, okay. Because every time he gets to do something, it just looks really good all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Sh- Shinbo, th- this is. He does amazing work here. Yeah. I-, I would be remiss, though. Because I would be so remiss if we ended this episode and I didn't shout out to Kuwabara's sister and Botan being the power duo. Oh shit! That's something. Uh, that's something that's in the manga that's not in the anime. Yusuke's mom actually comes along when this dark tournament thing, and she has like three moments, but they're all amazing. And like, oh, it's a criminal that they took cut that out of the anime. I definitely need need to try to read the manga now uh, but they're they're my favorite part watching the the cheer set the cheering section of kurabara's sister botan and keiko but mostly beat up the demons yes in suits <laughs> with ties yeah it's fucking dynamite <laughs> oh man that's so entertaining uh 
and speaking of that, now since that Kuwabara's sister has been has been mentioned, that is, I don't quite understand if this if this wasn't in the manga that would make sense. But the whole weird romantic relationship oh. with the evil rich dude, Sakio. Is, yeah, that was not in the manga. Yeah, that is it, it's so shoehorned and doesn't make sense and doesn't go anywhere. And all of a sudden, you're supposed to think that they care, but there was never actually a relation. I all of that is so I don't like it. Yeah, so Sakio uh, in the manga, who is Kigoro's benefactor, he's the one that wants to open uh, a plane to Demon World, just like to fuck up the human world. Uh, he in the manga. He was, like, this dude that's just uh, a sociopath or a psychopath. Like, he started killing uh, frogs and birds and stuff when he was a kid, and, like, the larger animals, and then he started to kill humans. Like, that was all said in the manga. I don't believe that was in the anime. No. Uh, Yeah. So, like, (laughs) now he just wants to take that up to the highest level and just invade human world with demons. But, of course, he was not able to reach that final level because Yusuke won. Wow, I'm glad that that's, that's not in the manga because that I don't even understand why they would do that in the anime. Like, none of that makes sense. Because Kuwabara's sister, and I'm sorry that I cannot remember her name. Atsuko. Atsuko. Like, there's nothing about her character that would benefit from or warrant some kind of bizarre love at first sight with the mysterious rich dude you know she's just going to go get a a soda and she gets attacked by demons she can handle her own but dude shows up and then they run away and it's like they're in love now uh, they're just horny that's that's what it is that's how that works right yeah they just need a bone Uh, but there's a i think there's a i think a lot of the stuff in the dark tournament arc that isn't the fighting, like when when they take a break for the day because the the fights for the day are done, uh, they go back to the the hotel room and are hanging out. Uh, they go and explore the island. All of that stuff I actually really really like. Um, it's 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 interesting and it's the cast doing what what I love the cast for it, it, interacting with each other. So it's it, the, the dark tournament. It's not all just the fighting. There are little bits um, here and there where the cast is interacting and doing other things, and I think that's all really interesting and worth it. Uh, Karama, you get or not Karama, Koenma, you get to see him in his like adult form, but he still has a pacifier. And Koenma Tron five thousand. Yeah, I, that, that that stuff is very funny. There's a lot of very good comic relief in the series. It's just the fights itself, I think, is what I have a, an issue with because they don't mean anything to me. But so, so if you're listening to this and you're thinking about watching Yu Yu Hakusho, if you haven't for some reason, and you're listening to a spoiler-filled <laughs> podcast, <laughs> the Dark Tournament is worth watching. There's a lot of really good stuff sprinkled throughout, um, in my opinion, that, that I still attach to. Yep, I would agree with that. But don't feel bad if you have to play an RPG or something while you're, Warcraft while you're you're watching it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I think I'm done. I, I'm 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 done remembering other parts of the the arc. Uh, if you think the Dark Tournament is the best part of Yu Yu Hakusho, then watch Chapter Black. I was going to say watch Hunter Hunter, and just, <laughs> it's the whole thing is better than the Dark Tournament. I still need to watch Hunter Hunter. Oh my gosh, Chris! 
A part of me wants face. to watch the original series first, but I can't. You don't need to watch the original series. But I watch, want to. Watch them both, side by side. One of the new one, one of the old one. <laughs> okay, I think we're good. All right. Uh, where can we find everybody on the internet, Chris? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gokufi. Uh, you can also uh, pester me through the Taiku Podcast Twitter. And Ruby? Uh, you can find my new hit TV show, Rick and Morty, on Adult Swim, uh, Season 5 coming out next year. <laughs> I thought you were behind the uh, Pokemon replays on Twitch, not Rick and Morty. I have my hand on a lot of things. Okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at ImpassionateK. The podcast is on Twitter, at Taiku Podcast, T-A-I-I-K-U. And you can find our web- all of our episodes on TaikuPodcast.com, along with the episodes of the manga podcast, Bigger With Hell in April, uh, called Manga In Your Ears. Uh, what's the other thing that I was going to say? Oh, rate, review us. I think we have zero. Uh, that's okay, though. We are good in your hearts, if not on iTunes. Did I hear you're doing a giveaway, and you're going to give away a $100 gift card to someone who leaves a review for you on iTunes? Excuse you. Uh, Yeah, I'll give away a gift card to a random person or nobody that leaves me a review on iTunes. Get to it. Amount unspecified. (laughs) Five cent gift card. All right. Goodbye, everybody. I like getting this guard tournament thing. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Do you want some premium content for your podcast? Always. I can summon characters in Dragalia Lost live on air. You <laughs> can get them live reaction views that people love. What? I don't know what game you're talking about. It's it's the new Nintendo gotcha game. People love it. You summon dragons and stuff. You like dragons? I do like dragons. Well, you gotta play this game. I don't like them that much. <laughs> Come on. What are you doing with all your money? You could be spending on this game. Buying do guns, it. More important things. Sorry, Ruby. Oh, all right. Let's, let's, let's do this show. All right. <laughs>